listening to Fear the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. How are you now? I am. Ah, this this uh this new Shiner homespun cream ale is cream quite ale. delightful. I know, and I love how they have a little picture of it looks like root beer. It does. But it's not. It's not root a beer. Froth, but there's not many things better than a frosty mug of root beer. That's true. It's so good. Nice. Straight from the tap. Mm. Sarsaparilla. Yeah. Sioux City Sarsaparilla. And this has a nice, creamy mouth feel. <laughs> you know? Oh, I do. Um, I don't have a lot to compare it to. You may, mm. but I don't. It is delightful. Good. Can you imagine having one of those... Or six. I could. After mowing the lawn. Yes. Beer after lawn mowing is like the best time to drink beer. During mowing the lawn. Yeah. Or in the shower. Oh, I pound a couple every time (laughs) I shower. The first time I did it, I thought it was a little (laughs) weird. And then I tried it and I was like, this is delightful. Yeah. The shotgun. (laughs) The shotgun and a beer during shower. (laughs) Because it's a really hot shower and icy cold beer. It's, I don't know. It just works. Well, it did. You equalize your... uh, Mm -hmm. Temperature. Yes. Blood pressure. It's wonderful. I don't know. Equilibrium. Something. I'm pretty sure Daryl would have killed for a cold brew while he was. Don't you think they're all dying for beer? Like sometimes I think about what would you miss the most? A beer. A beer would be right up there. Showers, meh, who cares? I don't want, every now and then it'd be nice to take a hot shower, but a beer would be so much better. Well, in this episode, The Cell, we see that. They have smokes, but we know they've had smokes. They've yeah. seen those in other episodes. Mm-hmm. We know the pussy bar is open, <laughs> according to Negan. Uh, and but I what, just gave you an all-you-can-eat pass. <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling me you ain't hungry? <laughs> the job's not done. Uh, but what we don't see a lot of is good old-fashioned brewski. Yeah. Didn't they find some in a cooler in a car one time? I think so. If it was a Yeti cooler. Oh, yeah. shit, it'd still be cold. <laughs> it'd still be yeah, frosty. Still... <laughs> Totally frosty, <laughs> but it wasn't a yeti. It's just an igloo. I, I figure if you got if you got uh, Eastman trying to make cheese, some old boys out there trying to beer. make a brew. It's got to be moonshine somewhere. Oh, you know there is. I mean, you look at the Matrix, and they made their little alcohol that they also used to clean the engines. So it's got to be somewhere. It's got to be. It really is good. I agree. You I feel like we're uh, uh, we're stalling. Are we stalling? Yeah. Are we stalling? No, not really, because I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about in this episode. Uh, Which is true. I will flat out say that I didn't hate the episode, but I understand understand its purpose, but I don't feel it was completely necessary. Does that that make sense? I understand. I really, I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed it. As a whole, but I think I enjoyed it because I'm still recovering from the heavy from two weeks ago. And it was, it's nice to see last week was a funny episode and this week was kind of a surreal episode and our a story for Daryl, mm-hmm. which who we wanted to see what was going to happen to him. But the, I feel like they're stalling before Negan goes to Alexandria because that's when shit's really going to get ugly. I mean, I feel like it was necessary to let us know what's going on with Daryl, um, I don't think it's necessarily fan service, although I'm sure fans of Daryl probably like this episode. Although they've been clamoring to see him naked for so long. And, and there just, you go. 
little little side ass action going on. But there. he was so dirty and oh. eaten. I don't. When think... is he not dirty? I will. Is you... the real question. Well, he's wearing clothes normally, so you have the image that the rest of him is clean and just a farmer's tan. Mm-hmm. Those white sweats with the big letter were, exactly. weren't very flattering. No, no, they weren't. But he was de- he was guzzling down those dog food sandwiches. You know, that's and for sure. That reminded me of you. Remember earlier, I forget season two or three when they're running, and Carl finds a can of dog food mm-hmm. and he opens it to eat it, and Rick is like, "Oh shit, no, we're not eating dog food," and he takes it and he throws it away. And then I was like, "Oh, look how far we've <laughs> yeah. fallen!" Because yeah. now you're just like, "Oh, dog food and bread, yes." Oh. Yes. Oh God! It's like caviar. I've I've missed you so. <laughs> a little pate. Wish I had some crackers. I know. Well, and then it was stark contrast to Dwight's little egg sandwich making montage. So okay, let's just jump in. Yeah. Um. Again, I feel it's a necessary episode to set some set some context that's going to be useful for going forward. Yes. We've talked about how. Dwight, at some point, I feel is going to partner up with Daryl and friends. Uh, Oh, I think so. But I think it was interesting to see that as much as Negan made Dwight to be or or minimized him in front of everyone uh, in the first episode... It was important. I think it's important for us to see that Dwight actually he is somebody he's in this. High up. He's not he, the right hand man, but he's no, definitely but high he's, on the food chain. He is high on the food chain, and evidenced by the fact that he's making his egg sandwich and he's cutting in all, line, cutting in line, getting all these goodies, stealing pickles from someone that he he was like, oh, they're going to get pickles. I'm just going to go take it from them and act like it's contraband or something. Have you ever had some good homemade pickles? I have. Oh, gosh. But I feel like with eggs, not so much. I'm thinking in that situation, you'd eat that like it was uh, a filet, like a steak. I, I get it. But they're trying to make it look super, super appetizing. I'm like, man, you couldn't have had like some grilled chicken or something. You have chickens. There's an egg there. You know. Well, I understand you don't want to kill the chicken. Travis told him. Eggs. Travis told him you should have just been eating the so eggs. So Travis has made his way to the savers and be like, "Yo, guys, <laughs> seriously, apparently, let's just eat he, the eggs." He wouldn't last one day. No. But you know that's the contrast that we're okay. So this episode. I think really we want to establish this contrast between Dwight and Daryl mm-hmm. and how Dwight may have been, you know, maybe they were similar to begin with, but when they're forced or faced with the situation of being in Negan's group and having a choice to either go along, play along, be part of the program or die we see based on I mean, we see what the the path that Dwight chose and we see the path that Dar- ultimately we see the path that Daryl's choosing mm-hmm. and they did it under the same uh idea of doing it because they love someone yeah and i think that was the main main idea behind behind all of that um <clears throat> oh it definitely was and i liked the episode cuz it showed a lot how the saviors operate and 
through a lot of fear and intimidation. Yeah, and because they, when he goes, there's a code orange, and he goes to rescue that one guy, and he's like, we were fine. We were doing good, and then this crazy dude with a bat shows up, and all of a sudden, we're all afraid of him. There's one of him. There's so many of us. us. So a little foreshadowing there, right? Because we're going to have that, we're going to hear that conversation again later this season, I think. Yeah. Um, Because uh, Rick is broken. Uh, Rick's going to be broken for a little bit, but he's not going to stay broken. Mm -hmm. We know this. Uh, he's got other people around them that are not as broken as him. Yeah, because they weren't in his position. Correct. Being the leader, he was more broken. Correct. These people are still have some fight. He, in he will. He will come to his senses, and yeah. he, will, he will again. He will get his axe back. Um, but so they needed to, to establish that. Hey, yeah, he provides for you. There's some protection there. There's some safety there, but. Is it worth it? Is it worth living in fear and being subjugated and seeing? I mean, whenever he passes by, everybody had to take a knee. Knee, yeah. Uh, that's not okay. Well, and I like the three options. You got three options, You're, but you're going to work for me, one of the three. You're either going to be on a spike and I'm going to use you as a corpse, or you're going to be a grunt and do the work that I tell you to do until I decide I don't need you no more, or you can actually serve and say you're Negan and then you live like a king because I let you. Yeah, and so that room they they brought Daryl into, at first I was like, oh, so that's Negan's little thing. You know, oh, man, he's living living high on the hog, whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's what Daryl could have yes. if he made the right decision. I'm like, man, that's pretty plush. Yeah, that's the, probably the best. I mean, it's as nice as the houses in Alexandria. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And they've got better food, and because they're able to take what everybody else grows, and they have it for them. So, so they, he would be living large for sure. Yeah, and uh, man, they they try to break him down. That music got a little old after a while. <laughs> You're on Easy Street. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh god, I've heard that song before. Yeah, and I was like, I'm fine, never hearing that song again, ever, not even once. Yeah, but Daryl, I. I I'd been worried about Daryl last season. Everybody's questioning who he was and if he was finding himself or losing himself. And he was going through some sort of crisis mentally. Mm -hmm. I feel like this has really solidified him into, okay, this is who I am. And really showing the fans that, oh, Daryl's still the guy that we all thought he was. He's this hard ass who really cares about his people. And he's not struggling with anything. He's just had a run of bad luck. Okay. I think that's fair because he was always, we got to go out we got to find more people. We got to, yeah. you know, and then it was like, oh, no, let's not do that because when we find people, they fuck us over. So fuck right. people. Right. I should have killed you. <laughs> I should have killed you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which it, it's good to bring that back and re- yeah. re- remember that um, he, he should have. He probably should have, yeah. but he didn't. Uh, well, he and I hel- he helped them. He gave them the insulin back for his uh, sister in law. Uh, sister in law, she ends up dying. Uh, we see the only thing I didn't like about the episode was Negan kind of through his monologue later in the episode kind of recapped everything yeah. again. And it's like, okay, we get it. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate any monologue Jeffrey D. Morgan's mm-hmm. going to do. 
I kind of felt like the episode was a little longer than it needed to be. They probably could have taken some of this and put it in another episode as opposed to like, I think next week's episode is going to be like, uh, 84 minutes because it's the first time he comes to Alexandria. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't want to overly complain, but again, I feel like it was necessary because some shit's going to go down later that wouldn't make sense unless we understood the process and, and, and it really, really, really focused on Dwight and Daryl. Yes. Exclusively. Which I liked. I liked both those characters. I wasn't sure how I'd feel about Dwight as a character, but as they hashed through the monologue, like, he he ran, he did what he thought was due, but he came back and he apologized, which I think is awesome, but he still needed to be punished. So I married his smoking hot wife, ex-wife, and then he got the iron to his face, and now he's one of my number one guys. Yeah, newsflash, it's still his wife, but yeah, in that world, it's his ex-wife. And you know it grates on him. You can tell it grates on him, but he's gritting his teeth and he's getting through Well, it. I mean, even when he's talking to his wife later when they're smoking, and he asks, he's like, you know, is he good to you? Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. It's way better than being dead. Which, uh, yeah. it, I, you feel like he's saying things and he's trying to convince himself. Mm-hmm. But you can see, like, when Negan walks away, the look on his face, or when he was out chasing that one guy, you could tell that, you know, he's saying these things, but I don't really know that he's buying into it. I don't think he fully believes it, no. And then the thing is, is that his wife, ex-wife, excuse me, <laughs> Although he had an opportunity. He could have picked her. He, when the bar was open, he could have picked her. That's true. I, I thought it was important and, and cool that they said, as long as she says yes. Yes. Because that's one of Negan's rules. Yeah, as long as she says yes. As long as she says yes. You can have anyone you want, as long as she says yes. Yeah. It's not a total monster. Yeah. I was talking to Jason earlier today, and we were talking about Dwight picking. Um, and not just the wives, but... We were thinking about how different the story would be now if Dwight and his wife had picked Daryl instead of coming back to the Saviors. Mm. Because he could have been like, yo, y'all don't know what you're messing with. This is not a good idea. And I think that's made me realize why Mm. Dwight went back because how easily they handled Rick's group. He was like, y'all don't know what you're in for. I can't go with y'all because it'll be worse for me than if I'm ending up fighting against him. So he was thinking more about himself. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that for sure. But I was just thinking, like, if they had convinced him to come back, they could have really had a little bit of a heads up, like, yo, don't go out there and try to kill nobody. Stay here, defend your borders, and then just take it easy. Do you think think he knew he was going to get an iron to the face? I think he thought he was going to die. I really think he thought he was going to die because Negan even said, just kill me and then let my wife live. Mm-hmm. And he's, but his wife was like, "No, I'll marry you if you let Dwight live," which so, is noble. But I, I detect a sense of um, bitterness towards, uh, uh, resentment towards Dwight uh, from her. Yes, um, which you know, why wouldn't why wouldn't she resent him? Because really, I, I think it's about. The whole episode to me was about who who are you really? And it all centered around that question of when Negan asked, Who are you? Yeah. I'm Negan. 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 And when he asked Daryl, I'm Daryl. Mm-hmm. Again, 
White said that he was Negan because he loved somebody. And there's the exact same reason that Daryl had his response. And so... Because White had anybody killed and Daryl had people killed in front of him. Yeah. yeah and, and so from Daryl's perspective, it's like, I, if I say I'm some, if I say I'm someone other than myself, I piss on the memory of Glenn. Yes. Directly. And him because, and Glenn were, they've been together for so long and they've been through so much in the way that they started off their relationship. Because if you remember them in season one, Daryl was kind of an ass to him. And yeah. What did you do before this? Oh, I delivered pizzas. Why? But they've grown and gone through so much together. It, I think it really, that death more than any other death in the series is going to hurt Daryl because for some reason he's going to find himself responsible, even though it was Negan that killed him. But he's thinking. But, but he should feel responsible because he's the one that directly led to that beating. Glenn may have gotten a pass if he wouldn't have got up and took a swing yeah. at Negan. Well, but, and I hope that he gets over that because in the end, Negan was probably going to kill someone anyway. And it's not totally his fault. Like his actions led to another person getting beat, but he didn't kill Glenn. Understood. Yeah. Understood. But. He probably feels like he did. Sure. I'm, I would, too. If he ever gets out, <laughs> I, I can't imagine the interaction between him and Maggie. Because <laughs> with Maggie's sister dying and Daryl carrying her out and then Glenn dying. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, <laughs> what do you say to you her have nothing. I have nothing to say. Right. It's like you just get on your knees in front of her and let her beat you yes, until she's just, had her fill. Exactly. Just swing away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And he didn't flinch. He didn't speak of swing away. That was the most badass thing I've ever seen. Did you for like half a second think, oh my God, is Daryl really? No. No, I didn't. But I loved the fact that he went to swing and Daryl didn't even move. He He doesn't give a shit. He's like, what What are you going to do? Do it. Live, die, whatever. You're not going to change me. You're not going to scare me. And I'm not afraid of you, is what he was basically saying. Like your fear tactics that work on all these sheep aren't going to work on me because I am made of stronger stuff than that. And I've been through shit that you can't even imagine. Mm. So go ahead do what you want. So those walkers they had around the facility, that's their, their uh, security system. Genius. Right. Could you imagine working that detail? No, I felt so bad for all those people in their sweatpants walking out there and just trying to push them away. I mean, they have it, to where it's be hard for you to navigate through without killing all the walkers, which is smart, but that makes it hell to set it up for sure. So what did you think about when Dwight had his exchange with, I forget the guy's name, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. He had the exchange with that guy and the guy was like, just kill me. And Dwight was like, well, you know, I'm, you're going back with me because I, you know, I will make life a living hell for the people that you care about, which frightened that guy. Uh, but then he ends up shooting him, and we find out later that he shot him in the back. Yep. So that he could be fodder for the security system, roaming around as a walk. How do you feel about that? Because the right thing would have been to shoot him if you're going to shoot him. At least head. shoot him in the head so that he did at least have some sort of dignity. 
Well, I think he was worried about Negan's reaction more than anything. Of course he was. If he, did, if he didn't bring him back in some usable way, yeah. he would have failed. It would have been harder for himself. And so I guess that's kind of where I'm. what I'm trying to get at is mm-hmm. I really feel the contrast is Dwight is bending a knee because not only is he frightened, but he's also selfish. Oh, absolutely. He's frightened, selfish, and I would say that Negan is actually like broken him. Yes. Negan, Agreed. He's been and interacted enough with Negan to where he's just you know, like, and that's what he kept telling him. He's like, you got it. It's got to be easier. This is the only way. You're either going to end up in that room or you're going to end up on the wall. What the hell is wrong with you? Make the easy choice. Do it. That's what I did. I didn't like it, but that's what I did. Or dead. Yeah. Right. And so Daryl chooses his honor and integrity above all else. It reminded me very much of Ned Stark. Yes. You think my life means so much to me that I would so quickly give up my honor. Mm -hmm. No. And while some would laugh at that, you know, what, what do you, what do you say to that? I mean, to, to me, it's like, well, what else do I have? I mean, you you are <laughs> yeah. saying. I mean, I don't have anything else, right? And and so it's like there's the whole "give me liberty or give me death." It's yeah. like if I can't live free, I'm not living. So what's the point, right? Right. And every Negan says everything you see is mine. Everything. Yeah. So everything he's taken everything from everybody, but he can't take your pride unless you let him. Yeah. And Daryl, being who he is and what he's been through, is like I'm not gonna let you have that. And I think Negan appreciates that in some way, and he sees it as a challenge, but he also, I think he respects Daryl yeah. in some fashion, the, any way that Negan could. He's not scared of him, but he does respect it. Yeah. And how? why would you not respect it? Because it comes from a place of strength. And that's why he hasn't killed, he didn't kill him right then. Because anybody else, he'd have been like, fine, go put him on the wall. We're going to use him as a walker, but not Daryl. He put him back in the cell because he's like, uh, this guy, if I can get to him, he's going to be useful. Oh, yeah. So he's not a lost cause just yet. Yeah. Too much potential. Absolutely. Too much potential. Because he, he took on eight of those dudes. He didn't care. He got his he, ass handed to him. Sure, but I mean, eight on one, you're probably going to lose. Unless, yeah. Unless you're Chuck Norris. And then that's not enough. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no. Chuck Norris would be like, Negan, never heard of her. Chuck Norris bites a zombie and it becomes Chuck Norris. Right. (laughs) Chuck Norris is the cure. Yes, absolutely. Chuck Norris nuzzles you with his beard. Absolutely. Um, So to me, I see this and we're just building this almost like it's like building this mythology behind this idea of Negan, not just the man, but the idea behind him. And how you can only let someone rule over you if you let them. Now, it may mean the consequences of not bending a knee may be death, but... That's the choice you got to make. That's that's ultimately the choice. Yes, it's the choice you have to make. And they directly said that. Well, it's better than being dead. Is it? Is it? Is that living? And I think that's the fundamental question. That's what I took away from this is the fundamental question is we are alive. And it's a contrast from last episode, The Well, where yeah. there's life, there's life. But 
in this, while you are drawing breath as a savior and being under the, uh, I wouldn't say care and nurturing, I would say under the reign and rule of Negan, you're drawing breath, but are you alive? And that's a tough question because the people who are higher up in his little regime Mm -hmm. probably feel like they have some liberty and they're, you know, and they, they probably do. They feel like they have to Bars do Bars open. Yeah, you have to do what Negan says, <laughs> but in the end, you're still over these people. You have some control over your life. You're able to take eggs and bread and whatever you want from other people. So you maybe feel like you're at a certain level of living, but it's a facade because mm-hmm. they know at the drop of a hat, if they piss off Negan or if they fail, they may get the bat, they may get on the wall, or they may get busted down to grunt, you know? So there is an illusion of freedom that some of them have, but I think the people lower down are have no delusion at all. They're like, well, we are slaves. We are under his thumb and we live and die because he lets us. And he's just a dude. He really he's is. He's just a dude. He went in and he took power. <laughs> that's what he did. He's just a guy. Yeah. You know? And that's what's so interesting to me is how do you let yourself be intimidated? I mean, how did this even start? He's just a guy with a bat. He probably made a lot of examples with that bat. Yeah. But you would think that people who've been living in a post-apocalyptic world with zombies and surviving would have some capabilities of defending themselves unless they live in Alexandria and they were protected from it. Right. But these other people said they've survived and been through some shit. So you'd think that they would be able to not be broken so easy and just see one person come in waving a bat around and suddenly get scared. It doesn't make sense to me. So I'm curious. I would really love to know the backstory of how Negan took over the saviors and got all those people just to follow him. Yeah. I mean, we know that he was a coach. Yeah. We know that he was married. We know that his wife was Lucille. Mm -hmm. I don't know any more than that. Yet. Uh, Yet. Uh, to see how he went from that to where he is now would be absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, because people who are still alive have to have something about them that makes them want to survive, but also makes them want to you know, live more than just survive. Because anybody who was just trying to survive would not would have given up yeah. because it would seem like the odds were overwhelming. So I would think people would have more substance to them and not mm. not just give in like they have, it seems. Yeah, and so in the well, the previous episode, we have a community that lives in some semblance of harmony, but it's, you know, we get to see the contrast between Ezekiel and Negan. You've got this community that is full of hope and life and a hope for a future. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got the saviors where it's like, they just exist. Is there really any hope for any kind of future or anything of substance? Is it, is it just living for the moment, living for the, for the day, which is fine. Living for the now is fine, but hoping for something better beyond these things that are just trying to eat you at, at any given turn. Yeah. I mean, and you're living in fear of the guy that's in charge. I mean, so again, I feel like it was an episode that was necessary for furthering the story that is to come, mm-hmm. and we're definitely going to see more of Dwight. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he's going to play a very pivotal role. Oh yeah, because I think he's going to get snootful. 
I think he's going to get a belly full. He's already had a belly full of Negan. I mean, we, we see him taking Daryl to the doctor. We see the, his, his ex-wife. Uh, we see the pregnancy test. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's, next it's, it's very clear that Negan's raw dog, raw dog in it. I mean, um, condoms would be the first thing to go. Oh yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. No. So I don't know if they were trying to communicate that they're trying to get pregnant. It seemed like it. It almost seemed like, are they trying to build their community through pregnancy? Is that why he has... It's like Mad Max. Yeah. Is that why he has a harem or multiple wives, if you will? I would think so, because... Why him, not? Him being the strongest, be like, I only want my seed to, to carry on. You and other sheep don't need to have offspring. Why wouldn't any woman want to accept said seed? Truly. I mean... I'd almost want to be a woman to accept a seed. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not, but I get it. I mean, you know, both ends of that bat are covered in barbed wire. Oh, God. Just saying. <laughs> I would hope not. That'd be unfortunate. <sighs> but enough about knobs. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I agree with you. It, it, important episode. Not not the best. That, I'm, I don't know what to say. It's an important episode. Good, but not great. Yes. Important, though. Important episode, yes. And I feel like it's necessary. So yeah. I'm fine with it in the flow of the season. I think it'll, it'll we'll go back halfway through the season and be like, this was an important episode, yeah. and it w- did its job, yeah. and it did it well. I still think uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's crushing it. I can't wait till next week we see him show up at Alexandria. Little pig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, I think he's going to huff and he's going to puff and he's going to blow their house in. And I'm interested to see Rick interact with Negan. In front, yeah, of, in front of, of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure Negan will just be an ass about it. Oh. he's. I mean, he's going to be. He's yes. Gonna, I'm sure he'll be like, oh, that's going to be my house right now while y'all clear up all your shit because we're early. So we know you didn't have time to get it all. So we're just going to chill here. Right. And when I leave, no one else can go in that because that's my house now. Right. Uh, because whenever I come back, I need. Wait, was that your house, run. Rick? Cool. Now it's mine. Not anymore. No mas. Yeah. I need you, you and you to rit- ritualistically give me a bath. That's right. That's how I do it. Uh, tongue bath. Ooh. <laughs> gross. Wouldn't that be gross for everybody that involved? Would be disgusting. <laughs> and I couldn't show that on AMC. It's like a cat. Um, you know, I'm hoping that we still see a little bit of the hilltop soon. I feel like maybe not next episode. I think we'll see Maggie get there. Yeah. And we'll see Jesus. I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe we'll see that next episode. Yeah. Um, because they need to get word that that shit went sideways. Yeah, like, hey, uh, we failed. Yeah. So y'all going to be in some trouble. Sorry. Yeah. But so ha- gonna- the half of the stuff that we're giving Negan is actually your stuff. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so thanks for that. You might want to start getting everything together. Right. Well, Use you could move in here and then <laughs> we'll see what happens. So that should be good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so. for real. Hey, we want to know what you thought of the episode. Hopefully next week's episode is not something that rhyme that ends in E-L-L. I hope it's it the rhymes bell. The bell. The bell. <laughs> could be. Yeah, because they have it tolls for bell. it tolls for yeah. thee. Yeah, for whom the bell tolls. Oh, no, it's not. It's named something else. I I, the name escapes me. That's okay. But we want to hear your thoughts on this episode. If you have any, 
um, send them on. Uh, hit us up, up on Twitter at Fear Enthcast. You okay over there? Yeah. Yeah, beer got to you. Yeah, it did. Bubbles, huh? Well, it was the creamy uh, mouth taste. The creamy mouth ta- mouth feel. Feel, that's it. Mouth, mouth feel. feel, sorry. <laughs> you taste in your mouth. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Apparently, you feel in your mouth, too. I hope so. Two great tastes that taste great together. Or, <laughs> or you can hit us up on uh, email, fear at ethcast.com. Both would be wonderful. Either or. Yes. We we just enjoy correspondence. We do. Talking we do. to people who listen to us is quite a thrill. I actually enjoy talking to people that don't listen to well, us. Well, that too, but people <laughs> that do listen to us, it's, it's wonderful. Those conversations go a lot more differently. They sure do. Although they are a little more boring. Yeah. But people that don't know us are just like, hmm, I don't know why we're talking, but okay. We will talk to you next week. In the meantime... Fight the dead. Fear the end.